Hello, this is Brian Wampler with another episode of the Chasing Tone Podcast, the podcast about guitars, amps, effects, as well as a healthy dose, not an unhealthy dose, of interesting off-topic discussions. Joining me today again, again, is Blake Weiland from the Guitar Center Podcast called The Tone Mob, and yet another special guest, Richard Oliver, which you may not know that name, but you will after this. Oh, you will. Because Richard has... Several different hats. One is he has a company that does uh, market marketing. Marketing. He does marketing. <laughs> marketing. Which is a yeah. combination of marketing and consulting for businesses. And he helps me run a lot of social media stuff for Wampler Pedals. So there's a good chance when you see a post on Facebook and you're like, why is that spelled with an extra U? That's because Richard <laughs> spelled it. He wrote it. He wrote it down. He did the posting on that one. So, Richard, welcome to your first ever podcast. Thanks, Brian. That's a little unfair. I remove all extra use now. I've learned after many a beating from you. <laughs> uh, it, it takes it takes a while, but you know those extra use can extra use confuse people like me. I I got caught out on tire yesterday. Uh, I or the day before I was posting about tires and. In America, you spell tires T I R E S, which we don't. So I very nearly you made use a, a Y, right? Yeah, I very nearly made myself uh, visible with my Anglo spelling, but no, I got away with it. Really? What? So, so why would you spell it wrong? Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to differentiate it from the word tired, as in I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> we are capable of keeping these these concepts simultaneously. Yeah. It's just easier just to use the same spelling, I think. It must be why we you know, do that here in America. I don't know. I actually never really realized that you spelled it with a Y. But I'm not it usually was... looking for car accessories when I'm in you know, England. So <laughs> that might be why. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Are you yeah. looking for aluminum parts when you're in England? You looking for that? Uh, I'll get beaten up for ever saying that aluminium is the right way to say it, even though I think it is, because apparently it's us Brits that are wrong on that one. So that's one to uh, to, to America. <laughs> I think that's the only one we get to actually say is is we, we did it. <laughs> I think that's the only one. I think you guys actually win on, but I won't admit it. I'll, I'll never admit it. <laughs> kind of like when uh, Ricky Bobby wouldn't say that he liked to eat crepes in uh <laughs> That whatever that movie was, and now I'm completely lost. I don't even know what film. To, I know what a crepe is, but I don't know what film Ricky Bobby was ever in. You don't know? Oh my goodness, Ricky Bobby! What is it called? <laughs> I forgot the name of the movie. Talladega Nights. There it is. Yeah, Talladega Nights. Like, oh, I've definitely not seen that film. I've been told it's very funny, and I should watch it. Uh, but it's like the conversation we were having the other day, Brian, about you know just the subtle things that are different. Like you've never eaten real cheese. We've discovered. True. No, well, I have. It's just not common. I, I have eaten real cheese, but here in Indiana, real cheese. Uh, most, the average person in this area would call real cheese like a slice of Velveeta processed milk slices, which is. As you know, many people in other parts of the world, not quite real cheese. No, no, no. That doesn't even stand for real cheese here in the in Oregon. Right. We've got we've got some we got proud cheese tradition over here. Right. And that's you know, that's another thing that Richard and I were talking about is how drastically different, like even 
areas within a state, let alone your state, Blake, from my state, you know, is um, honestly it's almost like two like, different countries. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like the states are so big and so vast, like going to Texas is a different country. Yes, basically. completely, it's, completely different than Indiana. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I've never I, been I, to neither Indiana nor Texas, so I cannot compare. But I'm sure everywhere is like New York and Florida because they're the places I've been. So that's what I'm assuming across the board. <laughs> no, completely different. Nope. Oh. New York is something else, man. <laughs> it is something. I, I I've been to London and New York, and I you can't even really compare the two. Like they're two major, well-known, famous cities, and they're not anything alike, hardly, except for I, a nice subway system. I feel safer in New York than I do in London. That says an really? awful lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I felt about the same in both. Yeah, but, it's probably you know. the naivety of uh, a tourist, although I've got family out there, so I've spent quite a bit of time out in New York. But, uh, yeah, I just felt a hell of a lot safer out there than I do in some of the parts of London that I've frequented. But uh, I don't hang out in London very much anymore. It's it's uh, it, it's not a good time to be in London, let's put it that way. Well, I, yeah. I know or, nothing or New York. about London. Yeah, or yeah, New York, that's true. or, or yeah. any major city. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So Richard, well, Richard, uh, if if so, let's uh, give the listeners kind of uh, an overall view of your guitar gear that you have, because you're not just the master of of uh, social media marketing, so to speak. Or I no, can't I'm say also the master. An incredibly... You're both pretty damn good at it, but um, you know, you you also are a lover of guitar gear. I am an incredibly average guitar player with a lot of experience, but I am, uh, as you say, uh, uh, surrounded by gear. Um, I play mainly through either a Rivera Chubster 55 or my Tone King Imperial stack, uh, which I got last year. Um, I have quite a lot of pedals. A lot of them are Wampers, obviously. Um, and I generally play Strats and single coils these days. Uh, I've got a Les Paul I've had since about 2000, uh, but I don't play that as much as I want to. Uh, it's just heavy. Um, and I've got a PRS, but I actually don't like the sound of that. So I'm I'm going to swap the pickups in that uh, fairly soon. Uh, so yeah, generally a Strat player. Generally, uh, I am playing through a Pantheon, a Tumnus, and an Ego uh, straight into my Rivera. Uh, oh, and a Terraform as well. Uh, and and, that and is, you're a massive Pink Floyd fan as well, aren't you? I, I am a huge David Gilmore fan. Um, yeah, just something about the way he plays absolutely resonates with me. I think, you know, it, it helps that my brother was a big Pink Floyd fan and, and he's 12 years older than me. So I grew up listening to that. Uh, and then you reach an age in life when you realize that Dark Side of the Moon is actually the best album ever recorded. Uh, and and when that happens to you, Brian, I'll be you know very happy. To, uh, to I was going to have to disagree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm a huge Gilmore fan. I saw him live in uh, 2016 last uh, at the Royal Albert Hall in London, uh, and my friend scored me row eight tickets. So it was like Ooh. having a private lesson from him. I could see he had dirty fingernails. We were that close. Um, you said you could yeah. see he had dirty fingernails. Is that what you said? <laughs> he had very dirty fingernails. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he just got done changing his oil or something. Who knows? I, I don't know what he'd been doing, but I don't want to speculate. Um, but it was amazing. And 
you know, that, that night, he absolutely was one of the best sort of nights for guitar I've ever been to. So, yeah, huge Floyd fan, but I have very diverse music tastes. Um, I'm never listening to the same stuff, uh, like, day in, day out. Um, and as you know, I'm quite uh, quite the noob when it comes to country music. Um, that's not something that has been very big over here, and I only really got into Brad Paisley about 18 months ago or so, uh, as a result of reading the stuff that happens on our Facebook page. Right. Well, your life is better off for it now, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I've even got uh, my good lady wife, Anna, to admit that she quite likes Brad Paisley, despite when we took her to the concert, she was like, I hate country music. Why are you even taking me here? Like, no, 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 no. You're going to dig it. It's a concert. It's like, no, 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 no. It's country music. But yeah, that's right. I say, I, that's right. You were, uh, you got to go to the, I got you good tickets, if I think. You right? got us amazing tickets. Yeah. We were there with uh, with Jason and Lisa, and, and and that was really awesome. We had a great night out. And, uh, yeah, uh, Keith Urban came on stage. My wife went mad because she loves Keith Urban. I turned to her and said, who's that? Uh, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the concert that had something for everything, uh, everyone, right? Uh, um, no, but it was amazing. And, yeah, you, you definitely uh, scored us big tickets. But, yeah, no, Pink Pink Floyd is very much my jam. Interesting. Yeah, I, I like Pink Floyd, but it's um, it's not something that it, this is a little bit sacrilegious, I know, but it's not something that I particularly sit around and enjoy playing. Now, I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it doesn't do as much for me as listening to um, like Brad Paisley's album Play. It's called Play. And it's nothing but it's great like, solo guitar stuff. I just I just like the twangy Telecaster. I like it. It's my thing. It's nice. Definitely. I uh, I like Pink Floyd a lot. So you're in good company as far as I'm good concerned. Man. I'm not like the biggest Pink Floyd nerd, but I will agree that like Dark Side is mm, it's something special. There's really something special about that record. There's a reason why it's like charted for however many years. I can't even remember. There's something like it's been on the billboard charts for like since it was released or something ridiculous. I can't remember what the details are on that, but yeah, I love me some Pink Floyd. So um, kind of switching topics a little bit. Nice little segue there, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, smooth. So they call that smooth. Um, so Diesel, Blake pointed out this morning, Diesel, the amplifier company, just unveiled a new head that knows when it's been profiled. A smart head, if you will. And by the way, smart heads, that's a good candy. I think Sweetwater should add more of those to their, to their, uh, you know, their list of candy as they go out with orders. But Smarties or Warheads? Are you getting confused? What's going yeah, on? Oh, you know, I'm thinking Warheads. I think I actually, <laughs> yeah, you're right. There aren't, but. Maybe that's a new thing. You know what? We should start a candy company and call it Smart Heads and combine not, Smarties and Warheads. Smart Heads. But would Smarties not go are down well. Okay. I mean, no Smart. pun intended, but it's not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> you need to rethink this part of the podcast, right? No, no, no. No, this is perfect. Smart Heads are exactly what the world needs. Okay. Smarties are the worst candy ever, by the way. What? Going on record. Smarties no. are terrible. It's like eating slightly sugary chalk. Yes. Yeah, so I was just going to ask, are Smarties the same in, in the States as they are over here? And they are. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but they're very popular with children over here. 
That's like one of the one of the best things about getting the bag of candy from the Sweetwater box is that it always has Smarties in it. And um, I'm always hoping for a bit of honey. The bit of honey is good. It, it is good, but the Smarties is something that you know. You know when don't you want to uh, you know have the feeling of of gravel, you know, like dusty gravel in your mouth, along with <laughs> sugar. You know, it's just a- you know not very often is my answer. <laughs> not very often do I want that. In fact, as little as possible. We'll be right back. Is real music dying? What even is real music and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> so, okay, so back, quick get me off topic. Oh my God, sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, D- so Diesel announced the VHX, which apparently, um, whenever you, if you profile it, and then you try to return it, it self destructs. Right? No, something Maybe? like that. Yeah, it it just melts. Yeah, it just <laughs> melts, and they're like, "Well, this has obviously been used." I thought it grew legs, got up, and just walked out of your studio. Uh, that's the version <laughs> I want. <laughs> It's like I, oh, profiler detected, and it just leaves. I want so one that yells later. profanities. You know, when you try to re- return it, it just yells profanities at you. That's the one I want. <laughs> we could definitely engineer that. Speaking of profanities, this is actually I'm looking at the article on Guitar World. Um, when I opened up Guitar World, there was pop-ups, so boo on that one, and then there's so many advertisements on here, I can barely read the articles. Now, I understand now you got to make a living and blah, 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 but like the amount of ads and, oh, and a video just now opened. Thanks. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly what I want to be bothered with. I'm trying to read an article. And, um, and apparently there's also three ways to ask your dog for help. That's another article on the website. Sites that uh, that force you to watch a video when you go to their page and start making random noises at you, and when you've scrolled halfway down and have no idea where the noise is coming from, are a real problem. If like me, you have multiple tabs open all the time, which I know you do, Brian. Oh yeah, it's it's ridiculous because you're like, where I'm hearing something somewhere on one of my 85 tabs, there is a video playing, and I can't find it. <laughs> There is a podcast group that both Brian and I are a part of. And one of the questions I see regular, regularly, blah, my, my mouth's not working either, in there is, how do I make my podcast autoplay when people come to my website? And everyone's like, don't do it. No, don't people, do it. People really ask for that? Yeah, they do. Because it boosts their numbers, which is yeah. the dumbest idea ever. What? Dumbest idea ever. That yeah, that's not a good idea. I mean, a- another way to boost your numbers is, you know, emailing the link out to everyone you know, you know, and saying, "Watch yeah, that video. works." That um, works really good. Yeah, yeah, that not not always, but I guess you could, you know. 
Yeah, I probably wouldn't do try. that. I probably actually, you know, Richard built the Wampler webs, uh, Wampler pedals website. Actually, Richard, do you Shh. think you can make every you page what. autoplay a video? Yes, we I'm working on it right now. <laughs> and make it play a JHS video too. Not even a Wampler video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already. Anyway, what does the Sam do again? Okay, so, um. Hold on. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's taking me a bit because there's so many advertisements. Uh, this is blah, 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 when Diesel announced it. Um, okay, so Diesel announced the VHX 100-watt all-tube head with screen-enabled digital control and onboard impulse responses, which is awesome. We knew the iconic German guitar amp company had something special on its hands. This, By the way, these are the words of Guitar World. Um, but among the head's many USPs, which would be unique selling propositions, it has one feature we weren't expecting, a profiling log. So whenever you, uh, you turn it on, it yells insults at you and it, you know, tries to, tries to profile you as to what type of person you are, I guess. I don't know. Uh, after <laughs> a raft of speculation at prominent guitar forum, the gear page, that is the most prominent guitar forum, by the way, I, I saw the poll. Diesel's Leonardo Polito. Actually, I think I know Leonardo. Confirmed the VHX. I do know Leonardo. He was a man. That's right. Confirmed the VHX has the ability to detect when it has undergone a profiling process. For example, the test tones employed by Kemper. This information is then logged in the amp. Uh, Diesel has made it clear that the feature is not intended as any kind of opposition to Kemper's groundbreaking technology. It does not affect the profiling process, nor does it stop the user from profiling in the first place. Um, but apparently Diesel has yet to confirm exactly why it's doing what it's doing. Um, but one possible implementation is to prevent users from buying an amp, profiling it, and then immediately returning it, which is... Um, Apparently, a gigantic problem in the gear world right now. Blake, you were telling me about a bit about that earlier. Yeah, I don't know how gigantic it is necessarily, but anecdotally, I know a couple people locally that have done that multiple times with different amps. And, you know, I think that's kind of dirty. Guitar stores are not your rental places. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, like, they have a return policy for a reason. Sometimes you genuinely think you love something and then you get it home and it's like, ah, no, this isn't really for me. And that's, that's fine. That is totally acceptable. But if you really are just like using a, a guitar, a guitar store to basically be a free rental place, I don't know. That's kind of dirty in my book. I don't like that. And if we can put a hamper on that in any way, I'm, I'm for that. I'm not a fan of that. I, I would think that's um, that's probably not the most moral high ground to 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 do. You know, thinking if you buy a product simply with the intention of copying it in some way, and then returning that product, that's kind of like it seems a little bit like buying some shoes, some really expensive shoes, running running a marathon. And then taking them back when you're done. Maybe that's not the best analogy, but that's what it reminds me of. Your, your analogy oh. fails on multiple points, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with you. It, it is. It, it, you, you're right. It, it definitely does not feel morally right. 
Uh, it's like a very expensive version of when you used to rent a video from Blockbuster just to tape it yourself at home. And then they've worked out how to crack that sort of uh, piracy thing. Um, I'll tell you what it reminded me of as well. It reminded me of what I've read a couple of app companies have been saying about the new version of iOS that's coming out, where if an app is tracking what you've got copied into your clipboard, your phone will be able to tell you this because it's, you know, they're not up for people monitoring them. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. People want to know what, what's going on. It's really, I find it really interesting, actually. Wait, wait. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. So let me get this straight. When you're when you copy something to the clipboard on your phone, yes, there are companies that then read that information and then say, "Oh, they have copied a link on Amazon to that new Wampler exactly Terraform that. pedal. I should start showing them that advertisement everywhere they go online whenever possible." Absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, there's no doubt that we're all aware of what's going on because you'll go on Facebook now and you'll get so many targeted adverts for things you've actually only spoken about to somebody. You know, it, it's coming from somewhere. It's recording, obviously, IP addresses, but they're also stealing your clipboards at the moment without telling you. And, and Apple has put a stop to that in the next version of iOS. And there's a couple of apps that are going to get um, either stop developed or not being developed on iOS as a result, I think. I forget which ones. But but it's weird because this story broke this morning or yesterday in, in, in this country, and literally within 24 hours I was reading about an amp that essentially is sort of doing the same sort of thing. You know, if you're recording me, I'll know about it. Yeah. More importantly, like recording you in a very specific way, like with yeah. the intent on having a digital copy. And I'm not against profiling. Like, I think that's a, a fine thing and it's a really amazing technology, but I'm against profiling, you know, stuff that you've procured purely for that intention, you know, without, and then returning it. I think that's, that's just dirty. It's kind of similar. I, I know of demo guys who have went to stores and bought a bunch of pedals did demos with it for their channel and then just returned it the next day. I'm not going to name names, but I know people that have done that and that's not cool, man. Let's just not, that's the store is again, a store is not your rental place. If they rent you gear, that's one thing, but that most of them don't. Right. And, and it, it seems like a lot of work for not a great return. If you're doing it for recording demos for, for, you know, with pedals, you're going to have to take a lot of gear home do a lot of work making a demo. And if you're not a very popular YouTuber, you're not going to get a very good re return on your time invested there. That seems stupid. But with amps, they're bigger and more valuable. And I don't know whether people are actually going to start selling these profiles, whether people are, are capitalizing on other people's intellectual property. I, I, there's a whole sort of legality of business issue around it, I guess. We may see amplifiers having license agreements. Who knows? Uh, you know what it remi reminds me of a little bit? It reminds me of, um, you know, how when you upload something to YouTube that is copyrighted in some way, that you're then splitting that that commission or giving it all to them. Um, so let's say, you know, I, I use um, part of Eruption, Eddie Van Halen's song, Eruption, on one of our videos. Well, the record label will basically say, oh, well, all the money you make towards this video now goes to us. Thank you. 
Um, I wonder if there's something like that in the future for those that, um, you know, use this technology in this way when, in, in regards to guitar amps and profiling. I don't know. That's a, that's a really interesting point. I'm not, uh, I'm not the best person to talk to about profiling in general. Cause I've, I've never really messed with a Kemper in that way. I've played them, but I, I've never actually done the profiling process. Have you, either of you guys done that before? I have not. I've, I know a lot of people that do, but I, I don't have a Kemper. So that's probably why I haven't really messed with it that much. I, I've just played them at like Nam and stuff. And a little bit of backstory here for me is I now deliberately avoid all modeling because I spent 10 years playing through nothing other than a Line 6 pod XT rack unit when I downsized because <laughs> I had children. And it has scarred me for life. So unless it's got tubes in it or it's a pedal I can stomp on, uh, and I know you can get profiling pedals and whatnot, but generally because I work with IT all the time, the simpler the better. I just want to twist a few knobs and play. So I am not a profiling guy. So are you saying that, um, you know, maybe Wampler's working on a new type of uh, Kemper type device that profiles amplifiers and pedals? Are you saying that you would not buy that? Again, you know, I'd say the USP of Wampler pedals is what drew me to the brand in the first time is the simplicity of the packaging, as in, you can put the pedal on your board, twist the knobs a little bit, and it will sound awesome. So that is probably, and this this isn't blowing smoke anywhere, uh, you know, that's probably the point at which I'll start playing with IRs is, is when I've got a little Wampler box. Uh, other IR manufacturers are welcome to send me their boxes to play with also. That's really the only way to find out what you like is for companies to send you stuff, you know? It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? <laughs> That's how we wished it worked, but it doesn't work that way. I wish it did, though. It would be fantastic, you know? It would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> but it does, yeah. I mean, it does seem to me, there, there seems to be some little disconnect between you can have an amp rig that you've spent $10,000 pounds on and have a sound that you love and someone can literally just capture it and put it in a box that costs them 200 pounds dollars and and get the exact same thing it does seem you'd feel a bit ripped off wouldn't you if you'd have spent that money on the amp and someone plugged their little box straight into the to to the di or whatever well i think the profile is kind of like a snapshot is it isn't it so it's not like it's not taking all the extremes of the knobs and switches and everything into account is it no, it's got to be a profile of it at a certain setting, I'm guessing, because I've never used one. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's got to be like like IRs, right? I would, yeah. Again, this is an area that I don't have a lot of experience in because I don't generally profile anything with, or, you know, and Kemper hasn't sent me one. So yeah, <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't have, um, I only have the need to buy one because my job involves using lots of guitar amps and pedals. <laughs> <laughs> But I'd take one if Kipper wanted to send one. I'd take one. You know, I might even do a video on it, maybe. Possibly. You think? Yep. I you might. think you I, would? I, I have a price, Blake. I can be bought. Now, <laughs> I know. It's surprisingly you, low. It's surprisingly low. What, what cheesecake will do for a person like me, I'm telling you, I'll do a lot for a good piece of cheesecake. <laughs> I mean, I, he will. It's true. I can vouch for that. 
Cheesecake sounds marginally better than smart head, but only marginally, all right? What? Whoa, whoa, is whoa. Not a, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. Cheesecake not a thing over there? Yeah, no, no, cheesecake is definitely a thing over here. Uh, and oh, it, okay. it, it, we, we don't make it in some weird way with cheddar cheese and like fruitcake or anything. It's the same as you guys have it. Just our portions oh, okay. are probably about half as big. Um, uh, actually, that's probably not true anymore either. Uh, no, we, we dig a good cheesecake. My daughter's just learned how to make a cheesecake, and one day she may even make me one. <laughs> well, yeah, actually, um, see, I think a part of that is the way you raise them. See, that, this is the parenting. <laughs> this is the parenting part of the podcast for those still listening at this point. Um, my So I have a 13-and-a-half-year-old daughter among the other herd of kids that we have. Um, and this one in particular has just discovered during this uh, coronavirus situation and being stuck at home that she likes to make cheesecake. And she also discovered that her papa, her old man, me, would um, gladly eat a lot of cheesecake. So we have two problems going on. One, I'm eating a lot more cheesecake than I probably should. Two, I'm getting a lot fatter than I probably should. It's probably not healthy to eat a lot of cheesecake, and it's definitely not healthy to eat cheesecake every day for lunch. Just saying. It's not? Are you sure? Has this um, been thoroughly researched and peer-reviewed? From my peer-reviewed study, I, I gave it to my wife, Amanda, um, and she reviewed it, and she said, yep, you're getting fat. Okay. If you're getting fat, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you haven't seen him in uh, quite a while. I've seen he the video. He could be enormous right now. He, he's literally half my size. Uh, not, not quite, but not far off. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I, I could be called skinny fat. Have you heard that term? <laughs> I'm sure Blake has as a lifter. But, um, actually, you know what? I'm actually in pretty decent shape for a 46-year-old dude. I'm not going to say I'm awesome, but there's worse. <laughs> Especially for a 46-year-old dude who eats cheesecake every day. That's right. I could be a lot worse. I really could. <laughs> so, yeah, every piece of cheesecake I eat, I have to go do another 20 pull-ups. So, there you go. Yeah, that'll work. That'll do it for you. Yeah. All right. So, we that... got anything else? We have any other uh, gear things to talk about? We'll be talking about cheesecake for the rest of the episode. I think that's all I got for this episode. Mm-hmm. I, that's all I had too. It was the it was. There's not a ton of stuff going on right. It at the doesn't moment. feel like we've spoken that much about the diesel thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. It feels <laughs> like we were more interested in cheesecake than the diesel amp. I, I don't I don't recall if you remember the introduction when I say we do a lot of off-topic discussions. I've never listened to this that. podcast before, Brian, at all ever. So I, I've never heard that uh, uh, preamble yeah. at all. Yeah, that's kind of our that's kind of our USP on this podcast is the off topic discussions. Sometimes we talk about guitar gear. Well, that that is nice to know. I do have one thing that I am going to give a little plug. Uh, sure. Since we talked about it on the last episode, so we talked about that video that uh, Finn McKenty did. Yes. Around the periphery video. He's yeah, he's a cool dude. I sent him the link. I didn't actually know him at the time. I just was like, hey, we talked about this here. You might be interested. And we got to talking and, you know, how we do go into like sometimes we actually talk about like businessy things that are perhaps useful. 
more so maybe than this episode was. And, uh, and uh, he's like, Hey, what, you know, we, we started talking and I was like, why don't you come on my show and we'll do like a deep kind of businessy dive. Cause there's a lot of people who, you know, reach out and ask both Brian and myself, like, Hey, how did you get to do these things that you're doing now? And, uh, you know, he, that's kind of his main focus is like, how can bands be successful and how can artists and creative people, you know, make their living. And, uh, so he's going to come on the tone mob podcast here in a couple weeks and we're going to go over that stuff. So oh, wow. and he's a guitar player as well. So it, it works very cool. But yeah, was he, was he offended by the podcast? No, no, he shared it in his story. He was, uh, oh, really? he was happy that we, that we talked about it. Yeah. I'll be ding dong. How about that? <laughs> that's by the way you'll be that, what <laughs> i think that's a um i think that's more of a southern indiana term i'll be ding dong <laughs> it means uh, it's kind of like well i'll be but it's well i'll be ding dong i don't know i was, I was gonna send you a picture uh our shopping turned up on july the 4th uh, it's not a holiday over here as you well know and our, our shopping turned up, and I'd forgotten. I'd ordered a box of Twinkies as a as an extra uh, twi- treat. We can get the odd uh, ten pack of Twinkies over here. So uh, yeah, we, we've all been uh, really enjoying those fine, refined, uh, sugary flavors. <laughs> it's a very American See, snack. Yeah, that's that's like you know dinner over here. Box what? of box of Twinkies. <laughs> I mean, obviously, no one has ever in this house attempted to eat more than one in one day. I think that would probably uh, be fatal to anybody over here. Uh, that stuff's crazy. That is just like pure gloop. There's we no call that a Tuesday here. <laughs> now, when you really want to step up to really the ultimate American game, you got to get yourself deep fried Twinkie with ice cream. That's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Blake's on to something. That, 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 I've that, had that it before. Really, really, that does sound really nice. To be fair, um, in, in a it's way, it's horrible, but it's it really will, delicious. It will <laughs> be the final thing that pushes me into type two diabetes. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they do something similar in Scotland. Apparently, I, and again, I've never tried this. They take uh, a Mars bar and deep fry it. That's a delicacy oh. in Scotland, apparently. Um, hmm. But yeah, Scotland, not, you said. Yeah. No, mm. we, which is up north, like so they're, they're different up there um, from us southerners. Uh, they're, they're much tougher, and you know they they live off deep fried Mars bars. And it sounds like they have a extreme uh, extreme uh, delicacy that I could get. I totally could get on board with that. I should visit <laughs> Scotland. You know, yeah. Oh, you know, Brian, have you ever had a Scotch egg? Oh, now we're talking. No, is this like? Something to do with alcohol, that type of scotch? No, 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 no. It's a. Uh, it's from my understanding, and Richard, you can correct me if I'm wrong. It's a. It's also a Scottish thing, uh, but it's a, a, a hard or soft boiled egg. Yeah. R- covered in ground sausage, and then deep fried. Mm-hmm. And it is yeah. miraculous. With I with breadcrumb toasting. Yeah. Um, it's normally a hard boiled egg. If you get the slightly runnier one, you've got a posh one. Uh, if you really want to go to town with it, they do the dragon's egg, which is made with chilies, and that one's awesome. But then there's also one made out of uh, black pudding. Are you guys familiar with what black pudding is? I'm a fan of black pudding. I have no idea what it is. 
Black pudding is a blood sausage, Brian. It is made out of ninety percent uh, pig's blood. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, it tastes delicious. It's so good. It it's tastes, so good. Yeah, it it it's vile, but it does taste delicious. So that is a, a proper English kind of delicacy. Is black pudding? If you ever get a chance to try some, Brian, you've got to give it a go. Now, who is the person that said, "I got an idea"? See all that blood? Let's make a dessert from it. No, no. Who is that person? Sorry. It's not a dessert. It's not, yeah, sorry, not, not yeah. a dessert. Wait. I should definitely point out that we use the word pudding here slightly differently than you do over there. Over here, not every pudding is some gelatinous blob of sugar. We have Yorkshire pudding, which is a uh, savory, um, I guess, like a, a dough type stuff. Batter, that's the word I'm looking for, a battery dish. And then we have black pudding. Uh, and there's also white pudding, which is like black pudding, but has more oats in it, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Not that much for an expert. So, yeah, do not order those as your dessert over here. You will be disappointed. <laughs> that sounds terrible. So I had black pudding for the first time in Ireland, and I didn't know what I was getting. We, we were staying at this, this, uh, this castle, um, and... They had a nice breakfast every morning and we'd go down and I was like, I don't know what, what this is, but I'm going to eat it. And I found out later what it was. And I was like, huh, well, it's it tastes good. So I'm going to keep eating it. I'm a fan. Yeah. Honestly, the description of it is disgusting. The thought of it really does not do anything for me. But the taste of it is amazing. I was like, OK, uh, now I kind of get it. But yeah, it's it, it's a delicacy over here. Um People eat it raw. People eat it boiled and raw. These are two ways you should never eat it. But yeah, over here it's a thing. I'm just trying to imagine jello type pudding made out of blood, and it doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's like a sausage. It's, more, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a sausage, yeah. It's like a big fast. And, and actually, if you go to one of the parts of Europe, you know, being the culture vulture that you obviously are uh, out there, um, <laughs> you will find <laughs> other uh, places in like Portugal and Spain have very similar delicacies they're just not called puddings they they give them proper name like blood sausage um, but yeah it's a, it's amazing you, you'd, you'd love it but yeah any uh, any vegans or vegetarians you can tune back in now <laughs> i got i gotta figure out a way to get some of that here in oregon there's got to be some black pudding here somewhere richard you should ship some to, to blake oh there's definitely shops out there that oh, i seem to remember there's a problem getting it out there uh Black pudding and pork pies are the two things that my cousins out there absolutely crave. Um, yeah, so yeah, when you come to England, Brian, we're going to hook you up, my friend. You're going to go back. <laughs> you, you're going to go back properly fat. Never mind skinny fat. I'm going to go to Walmart here, <laughs> here in Indiana, going. Y'all got any blood pudding? That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would go over well. I'm just guessing. All right, so that's a good place for uh, the end of today's episode. I'd like to thank each and every one of you listening to the Chasing Tone podcast. So email info at tonemob.com so we can thank each and every one of you. Uh, as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email me at podcast at wampotfiddles.com. I'll personally get your email if you do that. If you email, if you want to email Blake, email info at tonemob.com. If you buy some odd chance want to talk to Richard about his Pink Floyd obsessions, you can email him at Richard at WamplerPedals.com and if you'd like to show your support for the show just simply recommend this to a friend 
bandmate, you know, someone that likes to listen to other guitar podcasts. It's really the best way. Just share it with them and tell them to listen to it and then tell them to share it with others. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>